Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Uh, my name is Ash. I'm joined with two members of my firefighting family. We've got Scott. Hey and we have Todd. Hello. And uh, from a ways away, uh, we've been uh, chatting for a couple of years now. Happy to finally have you on. We've got uh, Officer Autumn out of Maine. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so just for our listeners' sake, our connection goes way back to our friends from the Brotherhood Academy Radio podcast, which sadly no longer is a thing, but uh, yeah, pour pour out a little liquor for our boys. (laughs) I mean, they're all still alive, but (laughs) uh, just busy with other ventures. Uh, They're all still in the service, just no longer making podcasts. Uh, So Nick and Nick and the boys there, they they had you on. Um, That was, has to be two years ago now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I think, for both of us has changed in the past couple seasons. <laughs> um, but why don't you give our listeners a bit of a background into uh, what what you did? What um, obviously your name is, Officer Autumn. Um, so give us a, a bit of a background. You've, you've got a your actual name. No, well, I think <laughs> I it's Officer Autumn Clifford, right? Um, but that that was for the longest time your Instagram and Facebook handle, right? Uh, And there's been a bit Mm -hmm. of a shift and you're transitioning, but why don't you give our listeners a background into what you do, what you did, and where you're heading from here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is super fun. It's always fun to get a a cop on a firefighter's podcast, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, no, so um, my name is Autumn Clifford, if you're brand new to me, and um, I've been a police officer since I've been 20 years old. At the age of 26, um, I suffered a career-ending injury. I don't have a cool story. I wasn't doing anything, um, like, cool. I just have a back injury. Um, I have a herniated, torn, and degenerative disc all in my lowest back. Uh, People do have the deal with degenerative discs and they deal with like the herniated disc, but the problem is, is the tear is almost all the way through my disc. And so um, continuing patrol as, you know, as you know, as like a firefighter, like being a first responder, your day is just, you never know what you're going to get into. So if I were to get into a situation where I could like, I couldn't stop doing something and had severe pain, the tear could have went all the way through. My doctor wouldn't, didn't know what was going to happen. Hence, was I going to be paralyzed from the waist down? We weren't sure. I was not a candidate for surgery. So I had to get out of full-time patrol. I'm still a part-time police officer in the state of Maine. I am not on patrol. I do it just to maintain my certifications because I went through an 18-week living academy. Um, But during that time when I got injured, I became couch-ridden for six months. Uh, I went through a lot of pain. We can talk about it if you guys are interested. But... Um, in that time, I found myself in a really deep depression. Um, I was anxiety ridden. I was extremely depressed. I was chilling on my couch because I couldn't move because of this damn back injury. Right. And from there, I said, I cannot be the only first responder that's going through this. I went through a complete identity loss. I thought I was going to be the Walmart greeter because overnight I'm no longer a police officer. I have a master's in criminal justice. So like my plan was to move up into the administration that didn't happen and so I found myself literally in a a depression and an identity crisis from that spot I said okay I can't be the only person that's when I started my podcast Um, my podcast has changed its name several times not gonna lie I've had it since 2018 and um, it's currently called she's an asset but if you want to hear a very raw 
upset version of a person who's who's in identity crisis go listen to the first 10 episodes because i give it to you real (laughs) and uh anyways yeah that really kind of started um well it started things and i've been coaching professionally for the last eight years i'm now speaking and training first responders um and that's where the officer autumn came in is um i developed a training platform um i was working a lot with mental health for first responders. So I worked with firefighters, correctional officers, dispatchers, wives, police officers, you name it. Um, And then I transitioned because I felt like there was nobody talking to women, specifically female cops. I I see so many beautiful influencers out there and they are, but they weren't helping. Like I wanted, who could I look up to if I was a young woman who wanted to get on the job? So I stepped into that space and that is where the Officer Autumn brand was developed. But at this moment, we've um, kind of transitioned to open that up so I can talk to more than just law enforcement, but we still have we still have the trainings, we're still doing the things. We just, we just kind of opened it up to she's an asset. Beauty, yeah, I mean, that's a ton of info um on kind of where 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 you've been i think it's very interesting for people to go back and listen to those early episodes that you were saying i mean it's they're raw and (laughs) i mean it was it's a good good listen but they 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 definitely paint a picture of you know kind of what what you're going through how like how you got into that headspace and then how you were able to you know use that as a motivation factor to kind of push through to what you're, you're up to today. Um, and then, you know, now kind of pivoting to female empowerment and like mm-hmm. helping the female first responder, uh, be it law enforcement, fire, um, uh, military, whatever it might, might be. Um, you know, it's, it's an awesome thing prior to us getting on the air tonight. Uh, we were just saying to you how you know, locally here, we have a uh, about a 37 member uh, firefighter base here. We currently have two two females on. Uh, we have two more that are actively trying to get on. Uh, it looks to be a pretty tight hiring or a pretty tight group that we're going to be hiring. I think we have eight or nine. Uh, we can bring on four. Um, but yeah, they they are looking switched on, uh, ready to work. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a pretty in, in interesting um, interview process. And I mean, I think we we can be pretty proud to say that. Um, you know, race, sex, none, none of that plays any factor when we're doing our, our interview process. And mm-hmm. it's it's a, a shift in kind of culture from the way things used to be way back in the day, which isn't all that way back. Um, you know, like having the people that we have on now, and we've, we've actually had a couple come and go just because they moved or whatever the deal was. Uh, but like they were like active and an equal member to our family here. And like, I know you guys have, yeah, we're sitting at four current yeah. members right now. Well, five ones admin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a couple others come and go in the past as well. But again, you're just talking about the, the culture shift. I remember when we first got the, the first female applicant and at the time, unfortunately it was that old boys kind of style of mm-hmm. leadership. And it mm-hmm. was like, Oh, this is crazy. We, we can't have that. And all of us young guys are like, why? What are you, what are you, I don't get it. What are you talking about? You know, like I've worked with amazing female partners in my career, uh, in my nor- normal day to day job. Like I, I don't see what the roadblock is here. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, 
we had we had some amazing females come on and and the female firefighters that are on our department now they are absolutely leaders and influencers and they are right there beside anybody else in our department mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i at the end of the day i mean it's about the people right <laughs> it sure, really doesn't yeah, matter yeah. their gender mm-hmm. and, and that's what i teach you know i i talk to the women a lot especially young you know young women new into this it's like listen Nobody cares that you're a woman. You just need to show that you can do the job. Can you do this job? Don't, we're not trying to, and that's the thing is like, I I really think that there's also been a shift with the mindset for women too, because most women, we're not looking for shortcuts. I want to be, if I'm, listen to me, okay? Like I want to be able to do exactly what you can do, if not better, because I can do it. Like don't, you know, the, the female standards and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's a lot of debate over that, but, you know, I, I think the right mindset is truly about just being the absolute best first responder you can be. And then at the end of the day, we're all happy because we truly just want to work with people beside us who can have our backs and who can do the job. Like, that's what we're looking for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, the best way to look at it. And, you know, everybody brings, like, when, when we start talking about the volunteer or paid on call departments when it comes to firefighting, our big thing is everybody brings something kind of unique, right? And that can be their walk of life, that can be their their um, employment, uh, some background knowledge, um, their their size, their strength, and like the biggest toughest guy is going to bring a ton of pick it up, put it down strength. That's great, but that big huge guy isn't going to fit into certain spaces so we've got smaller firefighters that we have and they're always like like we've got one of them who's actually down in texas now and like he gets down on himself because he's like oh like i'm not as big as the other guys like no but you bring something like if we have to go into a a confined space or if you have to you know contort a certain you know a certain way big big you know a firefighter here isn't going to get that job done and like you being like physically fit and able to to get yourself in there brings something so huge to to that task that the other guy doesn't and you know when everybody can bring something unique it doesn't matter uh, size whatever as, as long as they're able to get the job done so when you know somebody is coming on um hopefully they're not thinking about like, hey, like I've got to prove myself because I am a female. No, just come and prove yourself. Yeah. That's that's all that's all that matters. Yeah, that's one thing when we when we redid our um, physical qualifications here at the department, um, we don't have a, there's no female standard. It's it's the standard. The standard's the standard. And in my job, like my law enforcement job, this the standard's the standard. So mm-hmm. we don't have any because it's the fire doesn't care what gender you are, what size you are, what race you are. And neither do the criminals. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, sometimes uh, I know in law enforcement, sometimes uh, females actually do better with some criminals because they can, they talk different way, like they can speak differently to them, uh, as opposed to the big, the big muscle head coming in. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so it, you know, it, it fits all, like all aspects of people fit into these jobs. <clears throat> you know, and and what you were saying, Ash, and you were talking about how you're right, like how the smaller. Um, gentleman was like you know hey like i'm feeling kind of a little bit like shit about myself because i'm not i don't look like this 
and kind of getting down on them himself. And, and I loved how you, you know, course corrected his mind, gave him a mindset reset. But I just think that's such an analogy for life mm-hmm. because we, what we all tend to do is we all tend to try to fit in and we all tend to try to be like the people around us. But what we don't do enough is we don't focus on what we bring to the table. Sure. And, that, and that's something that I, I talk a lot about to my clients and on my podcasts is I'm like, listen, wait a minute. Like if we all brought the same shit to the table, well, that'd be boring and we're not going to be super successful, you know, as a team, as a unit, as a company, no matter what position you're in. But like is the people who really win in life, they're they're the most fulfilled, but they're also the most successful are the people who can look in the mirror and know exactly what they bring to the table. And then they continue to sharpen those skills. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that is something that we want to really make sure we're spreading the word, because I also think that that's going to help with the mental health piece, which you guys are very big on talking about, which I spent the first part of my, the first four or five years of my career as a coach was all about the mental health and the resiliency aspect, because we're all still, we're all trying to, the culture creates us all trying to fit in. We're all Mm -hmm. trying to fit in. Absolutely. And you know, that's one thing in, I feel like most agencies, um, was never really brought to the forefront in the past. Like for myself and EMS, like, it was always just like, you know, suck it up, move on to the next call. Here you go. And that's it. You had, okay, well, I guess, yeah, well, I'll process that crazy call later <laughs> at some point in my life, and off you go to the next crazy call. And, um, you know, it, it builds up, you know. So we didn't have the first clue how to have any resiliency or how to process these events. Now, thankfully, um, just, well, society in general, it's a lot more information out there. People are a lot more open to talking. Um, going through my life events with uh, PTSD and learning from it, and then now I'm on one of our SISM teams as well for work and the fire department, and I just nice. went back to another SISM refresher on suicide awareness and safe talk and stuff, and just that, again, just expands your knowledge so much more, how to build that resilience and how to talk to other people. And some of the phone calls I make when we do a peer check-in now after an event is is amazing. Like I'm talking to some of these people and they're like, oh yeah, I've been in the service two years, you know, they're like 21, 22 years old. And so right away I'm thinking, oh man, these, they don't have resiliency, like I'm going to try and help coach them a bit. And they're like, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, I've booked a counselor, I see a counselor every, every month and this and that because I've heard Love from it. other people, you know, just to have that resilience and it's good to have somebody to talk to and like wow that's amazing like that was never part of our culture before like you would never want to tell a friend or tell somebody that you don't know even over the phone right that hey i'm going to see a counselor like that was not talked about in the past and now mm-hmm. it is which is huge it's so true i know and like i mean i have a therapist <laughs> and you know I, I i just really suggest like everybody you know especially if you're a first responder there's just nothing wrong with it in fact one thing that I'd like to just point out to anybody who's listening, the most successful p- people in the world, they have therapists and they have coaches and they have a whole support system. Uh, this idea that like we have to do it all on our own is just asinine. And the other idea that we're gonna go home and dump on our partners, okay, well, that's a recipe for a failed friggin' marriage, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the big, big thing. And I mean, that's something that, you know, we, we really try to hammer home here with, our show is it's easy if you're eh, maybe easy isn't the word but if you're a full-time firefighter or a full-time whatever 
you have those moments of downtime after a call. I mean, we don't have that. Like as a paid on call or, or volunteer, when we're coming back from a call, we have somewhere else to be. It could be 2.30 in the afternoon. So you don't have a lot of time for that bumper talk where you can come come back. And, like it doesn't need to be a crazy call, just something that kind of sticks it in the back, back of your mind. Maybe something didn't quite sit right with you, whatever it is. And it's like, ah, you know what? Like it wasn't a big deal. Ah, it's fine. So you have a 30 second chat with your crew and then, all right guys, see you later. And we're all back to work or we're running home for dinner or go pick the kids up, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, kind of normalizing, just getting out in front of people and chatting, I think is, is what really brings people to like our platform here. I think just yeah. the, the kind of normalization of talking about your successes, but also your failures and being able to openly discuss that rather than, yeah. you know, this that quick, you know, bottle it up and rush out is a huge, huge thing that um, I think people have really gravitated towards for, for us here. And mm. that whole, you know, what's the word? like trying to like normalize it really um i i think is is a big big asset in like what we're trying to preach here um and again i, th- I think that kind of ties into your your whole you know program and and what what you're preaching out there i i, I think is a, an awesome thing and the more we can get that in front of people the better off for everybody absolutely i couldn't mm-hmm. agree more yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about the sort of programs and platforms that you do offer? So we know you have the podcast. Uh, you have a, a couple places that people can find you on the internet. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, kind of what those those are. What your uh, you know what your uh, you know pr- what your uh... let me tell you what I'm all about, Ash. Yeah, why don't you tell us kind of what you're all about? Yeah, I guess that's where I'm, where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, thanks for that opportunity. Um, basically, it's like this. I When I went through everything that I went through, I didn't. there was nobody to help me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my agency uh, was not very supportive at all. <laughs> and, um, and I think people can relate to this. And so i was literally on my own to deal with not only my injury but all of this processing all the things and so um like i said i started coaching from my couch because it was the only thing that i could do i needed to do something i needed a career switch so um i started out doing very different kind of coaching i started out actually as a beach body coach do you guys know what that is mm-hmm. yeah you guys have that in canada tony yeah. tony um Horton? no what's his name I don't know. You did like the 90 day, what was that thing called? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He did um, PNDX, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I did like, I got really hooked on the 21 day fix, and her name was Autumn Calabrese. Anyways, that was like, (laughs) I got really hooked on that when I was on patrol because it was like these little boxes you could put, like, and it was all portioned. So that was like my lunch was like a bunch of like blue and like green boxes. Anyways. So I started with that and then it kind of transformed because exactly what you're talking about. I had um, a lot of first responders who didn't want to go see a therapist because, you know, like they're not fucked up, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they just wanted someone to talk to who got it. And like I said, based on those first 10 podcast episodes, which by the way, when I tried to quit after episode 20, I was done. I'm like, all right, I feel like I got it all out. 
my inbox was so flooded by I didn't even know anybody was listening. Truly had no idea. I didn't do that for that pot my podcast, this sounds selfish. It was not it's not for anybody. <laughs> like <laughs> it was for me. I needed to heal. Like and and, and I just want to say that too for anybody listening. Like that was my way of processing. I got, you know, diagnosed with anxiety, uh, an anxiety disorder and PTSD from the job. I needed something. Nobody was there for me. My therapist was awesome, but she wasn't a cop. And like, just for you, like you, you just said it, like you want to be around people who are like you and who get it and that you guys can talk about. Right. And, and for me, that was like what the podcast was. So I, became a coach started listening to people because people were like hey you get it will you coach me I'm like, yeah sure i'll coach you so anyways i've been i've been coaching so on my on my website you can go to autumnclifford.com you can check out i have a ton of free resources i actually have my entire like mindset um routine that i have developed um for myself to take myself from <laughs> really uh, in a bad spot to uh you know, I would say decently successful. I'm nowhere near where I'm going or where I want to be, but you know, um, pretty successful. And compared to where I was, I can tell you that. And um, I have like a bunch of free resources for female first responders on my website. And I'm at the Autumn Clifford on Instagram. No longer Officer Autumn Ash. Right. I know that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys on TikTok? Yeah, we a are. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love TikTok. Yeah, I'd say we we also love TikTok, but um, our our <laughs> upload content isn't as frequent as it could be. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's been blowing up like crazy uh, over over the past you know few few years. It's definitely been the the platform to get those shorter little snippets of info out there. Um, mm. And we, we should definitely be doing a better job at it. Uh, it's not going away. That's completely, <laughs> you know, like, I kind of felt like, ah, oh, yeah, this is a fad. Oh, this isn't a fad. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> and now, like, we were, I'd say our main our main focus was on Facebook. And yeah. because we're old. And that's apparently where the old information goes. So um, we've, we've been shifting from Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, we're on um yeah, we are on TikTok. We are on Twitter. Uh, we try to get as much of the info out to everybody as 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 possible. Um, yeah. And you know, like we were saying prior to the start start of the show here, we are going to be doing some some cross sharing to make sure that your people can get out and and see what we're doing here, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's kind of our dabble there. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been finding the uh, TikTok? Oh, I love it. I do. I do a lot of like informational pieces. Yeah. So like my social media, I tend to make it very much um, informational. Um, my podcast is like a coaching podcast. So if you're going to listen to it now, um, again, got to get past those first 20 episodes. But like if you're going to if you're going to listen to it within the last few years, I've really shifted to a personal development podcast. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come on and you're going to learn. And it's not only I'm not like teaching you. I mean, there's some <laughs> things I'm teaching you. But truthfully, I just really believe that we all have it within us. We just have to kind of tap into it. But uh, we're so busy looking for stuff on the outside of us that we forget to like turn tune in, you know. So 
Um, that's really what I'm big on. And, and that's what I do on my socials is it's very informational or educational. I, very rarely am I just posting the post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think with us, it was uh, the reason why we didn't have very many videos is because there's so many, like we're kind of training, we were trying to training base at first. So there's yeah. so many people using, like there's only so many videos you can watch with someone running a nozzle. Or, yeah. or, or doing something that's fire related so we were kind of like yeah do we need to get into that realm mm-hmm. and then and even with the podcast when we first did it, it was kind of like you we just did it for fun well not for fun we did it to kind of to, kind of to talk like we are yeah and we yeah. and we recorded it and then we put it out there and it, it went awesome. through the what anchor and then it, it ended mm-hmm. up on youtube and or not youtube um itunes and yeah the podcast you know all the platforms then all of a sudden yeah. we got a we got a message from a from a guy from australia once and we're like what what just happened? <laughs> and so he's That's actually. That's what happened to me too. Yeah, I'm then, like, what? So now we, yeah, and then we get random uh, messages from people all over the world, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess we should keep doing this. <laughs> so, so that's why, yeah, and that's why we kind of just kept building our base from that. Right. Have you guys like thought of like you know? I mean, because you, you guys are all volunteer firefighters, correct? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you guys like thought of like going educational on that route? Like, what if like anybody? wants to become a, like a volunteer firefighter and like like just take them through absolutely everything and like the life of a volunteer firefighter. Cause like, because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like you guys get a little bit of a bad rap, like, oh, friggin', you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, no, you, you have no idea what this is like. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't even understand. Well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. The fire doesn't care that we're volunteers. And, and we brought, and we had, we had a company called Modus. I don't know if you saw their video with that, um, where they came out and filmed us. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with those guys, like we said in the video, like the fire doesn't care. Like we're we're it for the town. Mm-hmm. Like and all the volunteers in there is what. Like in 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 North America, I think it's eighty percent of fire departments are still volunteer fire departments. Mm-hmm. By volunteering, yeah. you mean paid on call, not basically. It's not their full time job. They might yes. get paid, but they don't do it full time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they don't realize that the training um, has to be. It isn't. But it should be the same as the full-time guys. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of what we push. It should, like, doesn't matter if you're in the smallest town ever, you should be able to make a training program where you're um, doing it safely and you're making the best firefighters you can because, like we said, the fire doesn't care. The people in the town don't care because they're paying, they're paying taxes <laughs> to have a fire department show up and mm-hmm. do whatever they were asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shouldn't be at the end of the day, well, we're just volunteer. Like... What do you expect from us? That's not an excuse. Yeah, we expect perfection. Yeah, yeah we expect you to, <laughs> yeah. you to do your job. Yeah, so kind of to answer your, your question, that's absolutely one of our our uh, you know goals once we start to move move uh, forward here is uh, kind of trying to take this out on the road and, and do some hands-on training, do um, some tabletop training, uh, just getting out in front of more and more more and more people. We'd like to demo it kind of in our region and kind of see what that, what that looks like, you know, We've obviously got some some uh, decent relationships built, kind of close close to home here. Would be an awesome opportunity to kind of lean on that and get out in front of uh, some some added in person audience. Um, but yeah, as as this grows, getting out there, doing training tips, um, doing that like early like early early on, uh, like kind of rookie firefighter and kind of what what to expect like. Unless you're there for weeks, you can't really train a rookie firefighter. But getting the information to them and kind of help guide them grow as a rookie, 
mm-hmm. is something that we really try to instill in our newer uh, uh, newer uh, firefighters here, mm-hmm. um, and not just kind of not not letting them like sink and kind of back 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 in the old days. Uh, there's a quote that we always tell our new uh, recruits, which was a quote that was told to us. Now we say it as a joke, but there was an old boy here, and he he. He was always on the hiring panel. He was always there, and like, I don't know why. And like, bless him, he's an awesome guy. But he would tell these guys. He told us. He's like, "You are useless for the first five years." I'm like, "Oh, well, like, I, that sounds like law enforcement." I I, I kind of <laughs> yeah, come with some skills. Like, I I'm not I'm not like 14 years old. Like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> yeah. No, you, right, sit sit off to the side. You know, don't, yeah, just shut up. And, like, we're now, we're like, you know what, like, again, back to what I, I, you know, said to start with there is everybody brings something special. Everybody brings their their own skill set and their own strengths that in the heat of the moment might not be the time to, like, oh, hey, just so you know. Um, Like, when things are happening rapidly, you can't, like, have a a quick roundtable with, you know, somebody. But... When you're tr- when when you're first coming up, when you're training, if you're an entry level carpenter, that's very useful information to have as a firefighter. Oh, like you know what we always say, what a parapet wall is. Ah, as a non carpenter, you might not know what that is. You will learn it throughout your course of a firefighter. But like if 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 you're a rookie and you're fellow rookies, you don't know that, and I don't know that you know that. So by speaking up and saying hey i've got these skills hey that's really really important if you see something even as a a rookie firefighter that might not be safe you know again that like just sit back and shut up sort of thing that has been in the industry for years ever like use your mouth never has you know never never hesitate to like speak up and say something if you think it's gonna either a save someone's life, you know, stop them from getting hurt, or stop them from doing something stupid, I don't even care if it hurts them. Just don't, don't allow them to, to continue to do something dumb because you have this knowledge from whatever walk of life that you had prior to walking in these doors. Speak up and say it. But when it comes to training a new skill set, maybe that's the time to be a bit more quiet and reserved and listen, but also ask questions. So. It's definitely a much a much different dynamic today than what you would see prior. Um, that classic, you're useless for the first five. Sit down, shut up. Like I don't even want to know that you're you're here. Well, like how is that building people up, right? So, like those are the, the you know those are the, the sort of things that I I think we as a group here are really trying to help get get through and, and get past um, and get passed along to others as well. Uh, so saying that we're going to go out there and get in front of new rookie firefighters, um, it'd be e- equally as beneficial to get out in front of their training <coughs> officers and work alongside them and help develop this new mindset, this new culture, whatever you want to you know label it as, and just help lay, like, lay some of that new gr- groundwork moving forward. So yes, mm-hmm. to, to circle all the way back to, to answer your question, yes, we, we would love to see ourselves out there and kind of offer something like that. I don't know what that would on paper look like, but I think that's kind of a bit of a loose vision. And then obviously some, some good hands-on training, because like Scott also said, the fire doesn't care how much money you guys have as a department, as, a, as an agency, 
your training needs to be at the top, top level. Most of our questions coming in are, hey, I'm new on the training department. Hey, I want to help lead training. Like, what can I do? We don't have live like live fire burn, burn buildings. And we give some like bare bones training ideas and tips and tricks. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to take that to my uh, training officer. And then they reach back out two or three weeks later. Hey, we laid out this training night just, just like you guys suggested. And it went off amazing. Mm-hmm. So all of these little things that like we just roll out because we've been working together for, you know, quite a while we've had some good people that came up before us and you know we're hoping that we're giving that to the next people coming up behind us um if we can get that info out there to to you know men and women that are out in in our uh, industry i think that's going to be great i agree mm-hmm. i think and like tiktok's a really great platform for you know short digestible clips educational clips like that you know what i mean yeah yeah less of the hands-on like this is how you open the you know, bail, this is, you know, this is how you do this. I mean, there's, there's lots of cool stuff for product. Uh, like we've, we've got some video coming out. We've got, um, with Modus, uh, those uh, guys that did the video, they have some awesome product that like help us do what we do better. Um, I, I love that, that space to be like, Hey, this is a, a great product. Like we're working with these guys. They're not paying us in any shape, 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 way or form. It just helps us do our job better. It can help you do yours. They're not the only people mm-hmm. making these things. However, uh, and doing like quick uh, videos of, um, just how to be better, um, goes a long, long way as well. So yeah, we have some, some of those that are coming up. We have one this week, uh, one or two the following week and then lots of other stuff. So. We are getting better with our social media game. Um, no, no thanks to us. Sure yeah, no. I mean, it's, hard, it's hard for us to get video content too because being all captains, it's you know generally we're involved yeah. in the training, and it's hard to step back and start doing a quick little video footage or something because we're the ones involved. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that gets difficult sometimes. But yeah, we'll try and do better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just added time and. You know, like we're we're obviously very committed to you know, seeing this thing grow, um, so it, it's just fine that at a time now that the weather's getting better, like coming out of winter here, it's a challenge when it's you know you're driving to work at eight whatever in the morning seven you know seven seven thirty to be at work by eight and it's dark you go home at four thirty it's dark, now we've got it's minus twenty and yeah and it's like <laughs> minus twenty whatever that. Is an American, <laughs> but it's cold. I'm very, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, freezing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we haven't had snow on the ground for a couple, couple weeks now. It's actually supposed to snow again, sadly. But uh, yeah, like getting back in, into spring here is going to be great. We can get out, do do some daylight training, which is good. Like we don't right. stop training in the wintertime if it's minus twenty, if it's a blizzard. Like that doesn't matter because again, snow doesn't stop fire snow stops a grass fire doesn't you know doesn't stop a structure fire doesn't stop vehicles from crashing it actually helps them so we have to go out there and train um and do it in the worst conditions because that's when we're going to be called called upon yeah we were actually talking to um uh, what is, uh, from behind the shield i can't remember his first name uh, yeah, I know who about. Yeah, um, and he said because he's a full time fire. No, uh, he's a full time no, firefighter, and this is quite a few. Uh, this is one of our first uh, interviews, yeah. I think. Um, and he had actually said his union, because he's a full time firefighter, doesn't allow them to train in certain weather conditions. Isn't that crazy? And we're like, what? Mm-hmm. He's a, he goes, yeah, yeah, and he and he says, oh, he goes, you guys are allowed to do it whenever whatever weather conditions. We're like, yeah, because those are the weather conditions yeah. that are going to 
like facilitate that. Like if we're training grass fires, we're training it in the middle of August because that's when we're getting a grass fire. Yep. Or if we're training, uh, you know, uh, like ice rescue, of course we have to train ice rescue when it's freezing cold out because we have to go in a lake. That's actually what we just trained last week. Yeah, it's ice rescues. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that we don't do is spark up our burn building in the middle of August. And we don't want to start I mean, <laughs> a little bit of that is obviously it's super hot and we're going to roast our guys. But also, like being the tip of a desert here we have really bad wildfires here every year like we're getting closer and closer to the california-esque sort of fires less of the wind driven but still very 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 heavy heavy fire seasons here um so the last thing we want to do even though we're like we take every single precaution that we can and i can't imagine anything would ever happen with what we have in place but just like the visual of Everywhere around this is on fire, and here's the OFD over there sparking up their burn building and smoking out the town more so than what it all already is. Like, we have a nickname. We're from the Okanagan Valley. It's the Smokanagan Valley every summer because we have so many wildfires around us um, that it gets crazy smoky here every mm-hmm. every single summer now. So that's really the only time that we take a break is like that July and August when we don't light up the building, but we're still actively doing auto extrication, um, forest fire training, what, you know, whatever it is, you don't take a break just because it's hot or just because it's cold. You, there's some seasonal things, like obviously we can't go do ice rescue in the middle of summer, but we're out there doing water rescue. We have swift water. We have a river that runs directly through the valley here. Uh, so we're out on, on, on the water and, you know, those hundred and whatever degree days, and the guys love it because they can actually get in the water. Um, us guys that have to stay on the side, we sweat a bit more. <laughs> but you don't yeah, stop. Yeah. You just have to keep pushing through it. And, um, mm-hmm. I think it yeah. falls to some of the, the law enforcement training, too. Uh, you know, when we're training on the range, you know, it's hot, and the guys are like, we wish we had an indoor range. Like, well, gunfights don't always happen indoors. They rarely happen indoors, in fact. <laughs> so, so they're like, oh. I'm like, so this is where we're going to train <laughs> because it's hot, and this could be where we're going to, where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know. We can be funny that way, humans, right? Yeah. We we really can be. We're like, no, let's just train where we're comfortable. But it really is about getting uncomfortable, like you guys are saying. Do you do you guys follow uh, David Goggins at all? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read his second book? Never uh, finished. No. No. I read his first one. I didn't read his second. So his second one, he talks about that he is actually. Um, Oh, he's a wildfire. He jumps out of planes, and he yeah, he jumps out of planes for these wildfires. I think he's actually in BC. He's been in BC. Yeah, yeah. Last year Mm -hmm. he was in BC. He was here. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Like a smoke jumper. Smoke jumping. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah, it's crazy that he's like so uh, like famous. I guess is a term. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'll just go. I'll just go fight a wildfire. (laughs) Okay. I think it's awesome. It's fun, and I guess that's why you do it because you know we're all kind of in that realm where we want to keep doing the things we enjoy. So doing the things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's it's kind of neat seeing you know people that come from you know different backgrounds um, that get into some form of the fire fire service as well. What kind of one one way or the other. Wow, wow, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. This is bad for for our watchers and listeners, but... Uh, <laughs> None of us can think of his name. Oh, I was actually knew he was going to talk about oh, damn He it. was in the French Foreign Legion. He actually wrote a book. Um, yeah. He was on oh, Jocko. Really? He was on Jocko, actually, when he wrote mm-hmm. the book. Um, 
and now he's actually from BC. So yeah. he actually flies helicopter um, around here. It was actually in our just over by our airport this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shot him a message. I'm like, hey man, like I can't remember his name. <laughs> I can I can see you from from where I am. I think that's the helicopter that you're in because um, we follow him and he 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 takes photos and such and. Uh, he's like, hey, buddy, yeah, like, that's awesome. Like, I wish I had time. Like, I'm just getting ready to fly again. And then his uh, turnaround goes to the next day or whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, like, he comes from a military background. And then he comes back here. He's since uh, retired. And um, he's got, uh, he got his uh, license for aviation. Joel Struthers. Joel Thank Struthers. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so he, he has a couple really awesome books out as well. Um, but yeah, now he was doing some avalanche training, um, doing mm. the drops and whatnot, and then transitioned to the forestry firefighting, and now flies a helicopter for uh, BC Wildfire, which is really, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. It was very cool. Like, that's the glamour job. Like, those guys <laughs> that get to fly over top of us, those guys are amazing pilots. Yeah. That's um, pretty wild. That's, like, top, top tier. <laughs> That sounds good. Yeah. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Anything else uh, that you guys want to ask? I don't know. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, Is there there anything else that uh, you wanted to let our listeners know about uh, yourself, about your platforms? Um, Any, I mean, I hate saying any tips and tricks that you can give because uh, that's completely what you're trying to do on your pl- platform and I mean we, we've obviously been chatting about that already but um, I mean basically is there anything that you want to add anything that uh, you know in the last wrapping moments here that we can touch on before we we sign off yeah yeah for sure I mean a, a couple of things I think you know something that we touched on and obviously that you guys are really big on but I just want to kind of hit the point home is I do think sometimes like the volunteer like avenue gets a bad rep but like you guys are so important and anybody that's listening to this like you are really really freaking important and it doesn't matter like sometimes social media can be cruel sometimes people can just be assholes and be like oh well you're not like full-time that but like really value yourself and i and if you're listening to this then obviously you are a step ahead of the majority because you're trying to better yourself and so i just think it's really important you know, as a listener, I just want to highlight and I want to like honor that, um, that, you know, we see you. Cause I'm going to tell you for me, when I was on patrol, like my volunteer firefighters saved my ass. A lot of times they come out and they do the shit that like, I really didn't want to do. So I love you guys. <laughs> um, you know, they do, um, up in Maine, they do a lot of traffic control for all my crashes, mm-hmm. which was really nice because then I wasn't stuck there, you know, but that's the stuff. It's like the thankless jobs. But so valuable because then I didn't have to do that. I was doing a bunch of other things, handling crashes, whatever, dealing with a bunch of bullshit per usual. But also the other thing I would like to just say is for, you know, any woman who's listening to this, um, you know, you, you know, you maybe you're like on the seat and you want to become, you know, a volunteer firefighter or you want to become a first responder, whatever it is that you want to do. I just think it's really important that, you know, you can absolutely do this. Um, you know, and you just, you just got to train and that goes for anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. Just train and you can absolutely do this job. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for somebody that's followed you for, uh, years now and like your main goal is to empower females. 
there's a ton of info that you can take away from listening to all of your uh, platforms. Um, you know, not not just the fe- the female responder. Uh, you're getting a ton of um, like mental growth information out there, uh, and that's it's it's really really cool. Uh, but for any you know, like like you said, for for any female that is in in the game in one way or another, uh, we definitely recommend going going over there, following you, uh, giving your podcast a listen, um, checking out your social medias, um, and just kind of see what you're you know what you're about. Um, if this guy can find some some uh, you know some good positives, there's a ton out there for you. So yeah. de- definitely. <laughs> Uh, go and give Autumn a follow. Um, you know we've we've been following for years now, and um, you know you're 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 definitely doing really really awesome work. Well, you know, and I, I really appreciate that, Ash. And like the last thing I would just like to say, I, I know my husband hates it because I always like to get the last word, but <laughs> but this is a positive. This is a positive. But what I just want to say too is how important it is to continue to feed your mind, and that's why like my what i put out there is so different in my opinion than like a lot of first responder platforms just because i'm sitting here telling you like personal growth trust your gut go with your intuition i'm telling you like all this stuff that will like benefit you and the reason i know that you guys is because when i was i I was in a really bad spot and it can happen to any of us and you don't have to be a first responder it can happen to any of us at any point in time we are all humans and and especially as a first responder you know how quickly here today gone tomorrow you know how quickly life alters you get into a crash who even knows you have a situation everything changed the only thing you can control is your mind that is the only thing you can control and so you have to become good at controlling your mind and you've got to feed it good stuff and you know listening to this podcast is definitely huge and continuing to feed your mind not just with one podcast a week right like we have Mm -hmm. to continue to do the things and so i just think that's really important beautiful yeah i I couldn't agree more with that Mm -hmm. like um and i think that that culture is shifting to that now um like over the past handful of years i've lost a number of friends through work through suicide and i i feel it's a lot because of that they've you know felt isolated and and they're not growing and they're not you know expanding their their base to build that tenacity and that resilience that we that we need um so now seeing the shift in the new newer younger culture in our services uh, and even outside of our services is is amazing and having a platform like yourself out there to help empower and learn uh we'll definitely Mm -hmm. preach it i love it it's great Mm -hmm. absolutely I think the more of us that can come together, like you said in the beginning, and and really just kind of rally together to let everybody know like we're in it together, I think it's just so beneficial because so many times we just think we're the only ones going through something, you know? It's like, oh, I'm the only one that this has happened to, and I'm the only one that feels like a piece of shit. It's like, no, <laughs> we all feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is normal. Sadly, yeah. reach out, yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has been a, a really wicked chat. Uh, a couple years in the making. Uh, so it's awesome to finally have a chance to to make it happen. Um, you know, what, uh, once again, um, go and give Autumn a follow. Uh, you know, we appreciate what you're doing. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks again. Thanks. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, 
thanks again to uh, Autumn for coming on. Uh, that was a, a, you know, a really good chat. We, you know, we always kind of say, hey, this will be like 30-ish minutes and, yeah. you know, try to find things to chat about. And I think once the chat starts going, it's cool to just, just kind of see how some of it naturally flows out. And, yeah. you know, Autumn's got a really good thing that she's doing there and uh, just getting some, some like-minded um, ideas flowing back back forth was nice so you know again thanks um, hopefully uh, everybody goes out and gives uh, her a, a subscribe and a listen and a like and uh, yeah follows along on all of her uh, platforms yeah she's got a lot of great, great um, platforms there you know like very similar um, kind of alignments that we, we talk about a lot on mm -hmm. here as well um, and anything to build resilience and uh, leadership and just build your personal growth is, is huge. It's going to benefit you in the fire service. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Perfect. Well, let's uh, wrap into some of our uh, shout-outs. Uh, let's start off with uh, Modus. Um, Modus, uh, Snagger Tools are their claim to fame. Mm -hmm. um, they also do... Actually, I just saw Instagram. They're doing a truck. Not the... the um, the truck kit right um and they're doing some free giveaways of that so check that out on instagram uh, luke's on there talking about it perfect um yeah they do the um wedges uh truck kit like i said mm -hmm. the truck kit right so it's cool yep. yeah um the mass bags they still have mass bags i think they do yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. popular organizers, organizers. Yeah. yeah modus uh dtff5 for five percent off all your modus needs Perfect. Uh, Todd, let's chat about uh, Manscaped. Manscaped, yeah. So we talk a lot about um, uh, you know keeping uh, yourself clean in the nether regions. We were talking about mm -hmm. just coming off of uh, the Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, that's an everyday event that we need to be doing. So with uh, the Manscaped product, of course, it's um, a lot better product out there than some of the others for the, uh, for the personal grooming areas. Uh, and they have a beard trimmer as well now. Yeah. That's coming out. A up. weed whacker. Uh, yeah. Yep. So the weed whacker. Uh, yeah, 4.0. So, mm -hmm. uh, then we've got the... Is the Weed Whacker 4.0? No. No. It's the Lawnmower 4.0. Oh, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, just 4 the straight up Weed Whacker. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a lot safer uh, for any sort of trimming needs um, mm -hmm. uh, than some of the other appliances that uh, people use. Um, and you know what? They, they come with all sorts of stuff. you got uh, underwear, you got shirts, you got... Um, uh, creams and toners, uh, any of the Manscaped products. So we'd really appreciate if you guys go check them out online and use our discount code, which is uh, DTFF20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, there's a quote on the Weed Whacker itself. Um, it says, your trimming my nose hair is actually fun now. Uh, it's <laughs> from uh, uh, Greg. He's one of their uh, verified customers. But uh, uh, it says here, Revol revolutionary... Uh, electric ear and nose hair trimmer, skin safe technology, 9000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, um, waterproof, intelligent contour design. Um, you know, I wasn't a big uh, nose and ear hair trimmer until I had the opportunity to, to do so easily. And it's crazy, once you start looking, I'm like, man, why do I have hairs there? <laughs> <laughs> and it is nice. 
Um, it's just so, so easy to use, easy to clean. Um, I've been using it like crazy. It's yeah. part part of my routine now. So, uh, big, big fan. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was, uh, I was using it the other day. I busted out in my... My ear hole and my nose hole. And <laughs> <laughs> Olivia walks in. She goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Turning my nose there." That was a toothbrush. That was electric toothbrush. Yeah. And you know, you don't think there's much there, but when you're hearing it, you're oh, yeah. doing its thing. I'm like, right away. yeah, I guess. Like in in my ears, I can't see right, yeah. so you're just trusting that it's. I happening. hear all that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you're you're actively hearing it trim. I'm like, oh, it's uh, doing its job. So yeah, there's stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And no, like I haven't had any. Like snags or where it's like no. cold, it's been painless. It's been really awesome. So yeah, you don't even notice it. And I gotta say, just getting back from Disneyland, I was there for four days, walking around the park, 20,000 20, steps. I forget what it was. We one day. Mm-hmm. So what are you supposed to do? Ten thousand a day? So yeah. twenty thousand. Um, the crop preserver and what is the other thing? The reviver. Crop reviver. Mm-hmm. Afterwards. Gets rid of the old chafing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and revives it. <laughs> a quick uh, revival. Trips, spritz down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is key because if anybody's ever had some chafing Oof. and you can't get rid of it fast and you're in the t- line of work where you're back out there giving yeah. our mm-hmm. uh, hence first responder work, yeah. yes, it is very nice. So you call that back when I used to work, uh, tour security stuff, we used to call it gig butt. Gig, gig butt, butt, eh? Gig butt. Yeah, because mm. your butt would get... Well, it's from the gig, <laughs> right? Really, uh, which I hate that term, right? <laughs> the old gig, <laughs> the old gig. So then, yeah, with chafing because you're running around all day. And, nice, yeah. yeah. Anyways, fact. yeah, <laughs> a little more fact, yeah. Use the Manscaped products to help you with all that. Beautiful. Uh, and then we got uh, stop the bleed. Back over to Scott. Yeah, bleeding is bad, so stop it. Perfect. Moving on. Direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquet applications are the only way to stop bleeding. (laughs) 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 Or the best ways to stop bleeding. I guess there's other ways. Is there other ways? That's really the only ways. If you wait, it'll stop. Oh, yeah. Bleeding bleeding always stops. But but those are the three best ways to stop bleeding. (laughs) Um, If you want more information on that, (laughs) go to (laughs) stopthebleed.org. dot com dot ca um, basically look up stop the bleed it's pretty much everywhere you can um, you can take the training and to train others or you can uh, take the training to just get training yourself yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and then uh, we have uh, the content as well on our YouTube page so you can check out our mm-hmm. our YouTube and find some of the stop the bleed information yeah yeah speaking of uh, taking the training um, Dr Nick and Artak up in the Kootenays, uh, but taking it worldwide on the uh, web. Uh, Talk about it. You tell us a little bit about that if you haven't heard already. Yeah. So the ATAC group. Uh, if you go online, uh, you can find them. Uh, it's a group based out of the UK, the Anesthesia and Trauma and Casualty Care. Um, so the, we did the RTAC course, the Rescue Trauma and Casualty Care, um, out in the Kootenays uh, after we went to the ATAC group conference. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Nick Sparrow. Um, he's a medical director and um, put on a fantastic course. Um, again, we've said it before, one of the best courses that I've ever gone to. I've gone to a lot of them being a paramedic. And it's the most engaging, uh, most takeaways with the high fidelity sims, and just realistic 
approach to it all. Uh, and the online component just makes it that much easier now for people to get onto it and start learning. And then there'll be a face-to-face -face component uh, to come. So if you have any information or questions, you can go onto that online and reach out to Dr. Nick. Um, and hopefully they'll uh, get back to you. And yeah, perfect. Good course. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, country music, West Coast Canada, talk us, talk to us about the Tanner Olsen band stuff. I think you just did. I guess I did. Yeah, that was yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, country music, West Coast Canada, Tanner Olson. Check them out on Spotify. Um, they are going to do a new song teamed up with somebody. Ooh. And I'll have to look it up while you're talking. Okay. Because <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Well, they will be coming back guy. up in a moment here. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, shift over to us here. Uh, so you made it this far. We appreciate that. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check more of our in info out there. As we said earlier on in the podcast, we're uh, uh, on the YouTubes, Instagrams, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, all of your uh, social medias and your podcast streaming platforms. Um, so, yeah, give us a like, share, subscribe, gets us up in front of more people. Um, we've also got, speaking of us, our uh, spring seminar 2023, nicknamed Firepalooza. Now you can't really call something a firepalooza without a lot of fire. So uh, we've got upwards of 24, 25 uh, live sessions. Not all sessions will be active live fire, uh, but there will be live fire times many, uh, auto extrication, stabilization, uh, search. Um, we've got swift water. We've got uh, some rescue task force coming up. Mm -hmm. um, it's force entry. Uh, Fortis, uh, it's our local utility provider, uh, going to have a gas, a electricity, <laughs> a they're going to have, well, like a, a gas session. So, uh, dealing with, uh, um, gas supply, rupture, fire. Uh, so a, uh, component of that will be live fire as well. Uh, they do have their, uh, electricity, um, session. So they, they bury a pole, um, talk, talk about, uh, safety zones, talk talk about hazards, um, and I believe we're going to see their LNG again this year. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, they were reaching out to try to make sure that that can happen because that that was awesome, awesome setup there. Um, yeah, so again, twenty four sessions, uh, give or take. Um, they're not one hundred percent ironed out yet, but um, pretty darn close. Um, it is uh, May fifth, sixth, and seventh in uh, all over British Columbia, Canada. Um, registration is open, spots are filling up. Uh, it's kind of geared towards, it's called the BC Volunteer Firefighter Seminar. Uh, it's been going on for years now, but uh, it's kind of opened itself up to the Pacific North Northwest, but anybody can come and enjoy it. Uh, it's got about, we've, we've upped the, the session times to an hour. So nothing that you can, in-depth learn from start to finish but what you get out of it is just kind of those quick tips and tricks things that you can take back um, if you don't have a lot of exposure to something something that you can get a little bit of an idea uh, something that you can dive a, a little deeper in uh, and bring back home to your hometown department um, and maybe add a couple things that that you learned or you know again if you haven't done it at, at all before kind of bring that back and put that into your uh, training rotation as well uh, so over the 5th, 6th, and 7th, we have uh, Friday night, uh, you show up, we have a um, 
a registration, uh, some some quick uh, food and drinks. Uh, we did just secure some live music for that night. We'll we'll have some some small some some small local bands playing. Uh, awesome music though. Uh, Saturday morning uh, we have opening ceremonies where we really like to to kick off the weekend with a bang. Um, I, I won't dive too much deeper in that, but for anybody that has uh, um, YouTube, you can probably figure that out. Um, and then we, we go into hands-on training for the, for the rest of the day on Saturday. Um, after we break down, we take about an hour and a half off and come back and do a banquet. And, uh, it's, it's not like the long drawn out banquets where you have a thousand people go up and do, and do speeches. Uh, there are some local speeches or some, some uh, local people that we will have some uh, speeches done. Um, we will be doing some uh, giveaways during our, our uh, banquet. We have uh, some awards from the weekend and um, some potential door prize giveaways. So watch for that. And then after that, we go to the party in the park, and hopefully Scott is ready. I've not found the name. Oh my God! I have tried to ramble on. <laughs> I was the ramble ramble on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't find it. I'm giving you plenty of maybe opportunity. Next week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Yeah. I cannot ramble that long. Okay, no, fine. So we have party in the park where ten, the Tanner Olsen band is coming back up to play. Um, they put on an amazing show for us for our hundred year uh, celebration last summer. Uh, they're coming back. The band's going to be back. Uh, they've got uh, more more audio, more more lights. Uh, we open up to the public, uh, so all of the firefighters that are here uh, obviously get free admittance. Uh, we have a small door fee for anybody uh, from the public that wants to come in, uh, and yeah, we have a couple hour live uh, show out in the park. Uh, and then Sunday again, we have a nice breakfast, and then uh, back on for another half a day of uh, live hands-on training. So, whew, I kept it. No, I, whew, I, well I, done, I, I kept on going. I'm like, he's still looking. He's he's gonna do it for us. But we we will have that for next for next week there. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be seminar again. If you're interested, um, hop online. We will share that out to you uh, this Monday here. So by the time that you hear this. We will have registration and information shared on our social media platforms that will link you over on how to uh, learn a little more about uh, Firepalooza 2023. And I think that's it. <laughs> For the love of God, I think that's it. Um, anything else from you guys? That is it for me. Thanks, everybody. Perfect. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening. Uh, as always, stay safe, stay GTFF. Bye.